0: I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on, I had nothing to play. So I
1: went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something good
2: That's right. Nothing but Netflix is back. And we have a very special episode here today talking about the new Netflix true crime uh, limited series, Bad Vegan. And a very special episode, of course, a man who is a great carnivore. Chappelle is here. (laughs) Chappelle, how are you? I'm good. I am the worst vegan of all time. One like, of the worst. Guys, seriously.
0: One of the worst. Yeah. No, top top five. Top five. <laughs> top uh, five worst uh, vegan. At, yeah. At, at the very least, you know this. This could have easily been a, a like a whole documentary on that. People who just do veganism very poorly. Because I I could have starred in that film.
2: Yeah. Well, Chappelle, we have a lot to get to here today because we are joined mm-hmm. by the co-hosts of a brand new true crime podcast coming to RHAP. Of course, we got to know just how great they are breaking down crime, uh, fake crime, uh, when we talked about mm-hmm. Murderville a couple of weeks ago, and they are about to launch a brand new true crime rehab up here on RHAP. It's called Crime Scene. Let's welcome in the co-host of the Crime Scene podcast to help us talk about Bad Vegan. It's Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine.
3: Yay. Hi, Rob. Uh, We are back again to annoy you with some more murderish. It's not murder. There was no 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 murder. Surprisingly, can we say how surprisingly they're uh, like surprised that there (laughs) were no animals were murdered in this? Yeah, (laughs) there's a a suspicious lack of murder. (laughs) Yes.
4: (laughs) Just some some chickens to provide chicken wings for the denouement of our not fake crime, but true crime. Yes. Uh,
3: yeah, and I love the tagline, too. It's like, bad vegan, fame, fraud, fugitives. Like, I, when we the first saw this, yeah, the three Fs. When we first saw this coming to Netflix, we told you, like, a month ago, like, oh, when it comes out, we got to watch it, like, reserve a spot for us. Man, did that excitement die kind of quickly.
4: Uh- <laughs> I think we might have shot ourselves in the foot there. Um, Chappelle, I've got a question for you. How do you know yes. if someone's vegan?
0: Uh well first they have to tell you that they're vegan right isn't that the first yeah, day they
4: will tell you mm-hmm. you don't have to worry
0: about it <laughs> like, you never have to guess that person definitely
2: never. gonna let yes. you know. <laughs> yeah that and CrossFit yeah you'll know hey. okay you'll, yeah you, you'll so, know all right tell us about uh the new podcast uh why did you want to do a true crime wrap up
3: well Recap. we went yeah, because I mean, true crime, it's like, it's always been a thing, but we've, we wanted to approach this from a different light. We're like, we're a true crime review podcast. We're definitely keeping our RHAP roots uh strong here, where we're just going to be reviewing different true crime properties and talking about how the crime itself is presented, the like how it's shot, how it's filmed um, type, type of um, kind of introspection um, and the crime itself. Like we're going to, of course, talk about the crime itself, but it's more like, How is it presented? What is it trying to make you feel? And was it, you know, at the root of things, was it entertaining? So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely a true crime rehab up, if you will.
4: (laughs) I wanted to. Yeah, it could have been called the rehab sheet. Indeed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mary's right. We are interested in. What is the presentation of not only the crime but the people in it, the victims, Uh the perpetrators? And having said we might have shot ourselves in the foot with Bad Vegan, Bad Vegan is a fantastic example of how was the crime shown and what is the attitude, what are we being asked to think about the people that are in the crime? And I think the maker, Chris Smith, could have uh, done us ser- more service than he did. But we'll get to that as we get to it. So Crime yeah. Scene is going to be not just recapping, uh, although mm-hmm. there will be that, but reviewing uh, what what is the content and the manner in which the content is shown. And we've got some great guests that lined up and, and we're very excited that you're our first guest. Are we your
1: first
2: guest?
4: We're yours. <laughs> yeah. You're, um,
2: yeah. You're our latest guests.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah. Still a little special. And we're your first guest.
3: Yeah. Yes. So there you go. There yeah. yeah. And um, eventually down the line, we're going to talk about like documentary fe- features, short series like this one, or long running episodic shows. Like, think of your, like, for all of our ID Discovery fans out there, like some Southern Fried Homicide or something like that. Or uh, like, we will. We, we'll, Go down to that depth if you want to say we will we will go from your your noir uh, docu series dramatic type stuff to your snapped if you will that's that's the range of what we're willing to cover so we will love uh, to talk about um, getting recommendations and suggestions from the viewers and we'll, we'll sorry from the listeners and we'll let them know how they can submit uh, their suggestions
4: even wives with knives. <laughs>
2: <Whatever>. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the things that's really exciting about this idea is that, Mari, I feel like that you uh, are able to speak to a lot of the science uh, that we see uh, yes. talking about the forensics in a lot of these uh, true crime shows.
3: Yes, I, I, I will try to bring the science as much as I can. And I will try not to uh, bring the disinformation as much as I can, you know, because that's the biggest thing, because uh, we want to we want to definitely explore all of these things. But if, you know, if we don't know too much about it, we're not, we are not armchair detectives. I am not trying to solve a crime here. I have, there is no Anand Saeed happening here and over here. I'm just trying to <laughs> have fun, uh, talk about some of these true crime, uh, crazy wacky docuseries series, and, and um, just discuss them uh, with my good friend Sarah.
4: Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we do take the actual crime seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to stay away from the grizzly, but if you want us to talk yeah. about grizzly, then we will. We take the crimes and the victims seriously. We're not, not lightly at all, but we are looking at true crime and what it's become now. It is entertainment property mm-hmm. and yep. what that means about uh, how we view ourselves, not ourselves, but societally, and whether... Things have changed. We want to look back to classics like The Thin Blue Line uh, and also uh, documentary directors. We're going to do, we're planning to do like a full um, uh, re- recap of, of a particular director's oeuvre, if I may. <laughs> uh, so we'll be, we'll be coming at it from, from various different directions. And uh, as Mary says, we really want to hear what our listeners would like to hear us uh, talk about.
0: Uh, I have a recommendation. Ooh. Can I can I do that? I would like for y'all to talk about Joe versus Carol on Peacock. Talk oh to me God. about Joe Exotic yeah. and <laughs> Carol a lot of crime
1: There, <laughs> oh, no, hundred
2: mm-hmm.
3: percent crime, hundred percent true. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, another dramatized uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. series of, of, of a case that we all already know about. Where have I heard that one from? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We'll put it on the list. We'll put it on the list. We'll put it on it the list. As
2: I know you're both. <laughs> Both, uh very hard at work already on Crime Scene, because in addition to being here with us today, uh, you have a, another episode uh, dropping in the Crime Scene podcast feed on Tuesday. Uh, so yes. people need to subscribe to the brand new Crime Scene podcast feed. Go to robinswebsite.com slash crime feed and subscribe leave some star ratings uh, that just, you you know, it's not like that you, when you're going to go review pure food restaurant, maybe you don't (laughs) want to leave such a good review,
3: especially if you were an
2: investor, but you definitely want to subscribe and leave some star ratings on Apple podcasts and Spotify.
3: Please, please go leave some, some um, ratings and, some reviews, but we are like we are hitting the ground running, and hopefully, you'll have at least like two episodes in your feed when we drop on Tuesday. We are bringing True Crime Tuesdays to perhaps.
2: Okay. Yes. All right. Not slash crime feed. Well, since this is really that your area of expertise, that I think that it would be a disservice uh not to have you both lead this discussion today, talking about. Uh, the Bad Vegan.
3: Uh, Yes. So, Bad Vegan, when we originally approached you guys about uh, uh, wanting to see this, I literally had no idea about this crime. Like, when I tell you I had, I was like, I don't know what any of this is about. The trailer made it look so interesting. I was like, okay, it looks like it's Tinder Swindler, like mixed with um, like it, they, they kept calling her the vegan Bernie Madoff, but I don't even know if that's correct. If I know what a Ponzi scheme is, because yeah, she didn't really it,
2: run a Ponzi
4: scheme. Pay, yeah, she didn't pay anybody back, so it's not <clears throat> really a Ponzi scheme. She just took money and left. Also, Bernie um, Madoff swindled seventeen point five billion dollars. Uh, and our dear Sama really was only in the hole for six million. So I think uh, I think the crimes are not equivalent.
3: <laughs> no. It, right. Exactly. So I, I really didn't have a, 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 any idea of what this was going to be about. So uh, but I found it very fascinating. Sarah and I were talking about how like um, scams are are what's fashionable in true crime uh, lately. And you guys did a great job covering the Tinder swindler uh, with Asia and Sasha, but that that's what it is. It it was definitely a Tinder swindler, a Jace, but it was also, it was also like, um, Oh, the, the cult, the cult one. Oh, it's escaping my, my mind. I told Sarah the other day, but like it, it, it was truly something I could not have imagined, and so it's four. It was a four episode uh, docu series, and i w- I would like I would like to know. Did any of you guys have any idea of what was coming when you no. signed up for this?
2: I-, I didn't know what was coming. I-, I finished the first episode, and I said. I still don't even know what the crime was. I
3: don't even know what
2: I still okay. don't even know yeah, what exactly I, like, exactly where did, what's going wrong. Uh, we yeah. like built the whole thing up about Sarma had a restaurant, and then she met a guy, and it's like, all right, I'm still still no crime has happened yet.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and what I was thinking about was Tinder Swindler meets Lula Rich. That is literally mm. what this is. If you guys are familiar with the Lula Rich documentary, it's like. Getting your employees to buy in, you know, creating this great atmosphere. And then for her and the guy it kind of turned like they, they made it seem like it turned a little myst- mystical, but they didn't even explain that. So I was mm-hmm. like, this what this episode was really interesting. So the first episode, it's just like we get a kind of a montage, like a quick montage of the the goings-on itself the crime the crime itself um and, and i don't and i don't put the quotations because i don't believe it was a crime i put the quotations because they didn't tell us what the crime was mm-hmm. um but we get a montage of it so i guess they must have thought that n- not many people knew we just get a montage of her like she she's famous she's she's opening a vegan thing now it's like she's on the run and her dog's immortal and she was scamming people even <laughs> like, yeah. can, can, we, can we stop down
0: on yeah, that immortal dog, part? Let's,
4: Yeah. Let's, okay. let's take a step back and actually talk about the crime yeah. for people who, who don't know it. I certainly had read um, the Alan Salkin Vanity Fair uh, article from uh, 2016, and if you want to save yourself three and a half hours, just read that. Um, <laughs> but the crime, for those who don't know, is Sama Melangalia had a vegan raw food restaurant in New York. It was called Pure Food and wine. Uh, it had a turnover of uh, seven million, so I think you know uh, an income of around five hundred thousand. They were doing like up to two hundred covers a night, and anyone that's worked in uh, food knows that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of people sitting down and eating your food. So she became involved with a man called Shane Fox, who she met via Alec Baldwin's. Uh, it's all filter. Alec Baldwin's fault. It's all. Alec
0: Baldwin is the villain. I came here to see a dog that lived forever, and I saw the guy from 30 Rock like 18 times. Why is he so (laughs) integral to this (laughs) plot? Why is he so
2: important? She only started talking to this guy because he was talking to Alec Baldwin on Twitter. She was like, and well... what happened? She, she had not mention mentioned
0: because he tried to holler at She wanted to marry Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Yes, no, he wanted to marry her.
3: She sent him dog videos and dog clips. Yeah. This is her fault. This is she her she fault. fumbled the bag. The whole time it really was the Leon's difference. fault.
4: Is it Leon the dog's no, fault? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's,
3: <laughs> it's never under no, the no, dog. No, no,
4: no. no. Uh, so Alec <laughs> met Hilaria at the restaurant and that was the end of uh, her Hilaria. relationship. Hilaria. Um, so. She meets this, this. is Shane Fox, or, or, or is he? Uh, he calls her TBA. Very
2: fake name, Shane Fox.
4: Fake his name. Very
3: cool sounding name, too. Very cool. Very
2: cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chappelle checks into hotels under Shane Fox.
3: Shane Fox. I'm about
0: to start now. <laughs> well, well, not Shane specifically, because this might flag some, uh, you know, some attention yeah. now that Bad Vegan is out, mm-hmm. but a, a, a different Fox moniker probably is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Mister?
0: The, the the fantastic Mr.
2: Fox ain't right? that already that taken? It is,
3: movies. yeah, and that's why yeah. I thought he got it from, yeah. yeah.
2: So he it's not very imaginative.
3: He the, yeah,
2: he likes to some... rip off movies. This guy, by the
3: way. <laughs> yes, exactly. That
4: floored me. I had to stop watching when I got to that bit where he'd stolen the uh the plot of Thor in order to <laughs> involve her in his fantasy.
3: I still don't yeah. understand.
4: So the the crime, if there is one, is that uh, they went on the run after stealing $2 million from investors and employees. But it does, it touches on coercive control, but not enough. We don't get any experts telling us about coercive control. We can talk about coercive control uh, later. Yeah. Uh, nobody speaks to the situation that these two people find themselves in where there's a controller and somebody who allows himself to be controlled, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. Four hours in, I still don't know. Uh, I still don't know. So the crime is being a bad vegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, guilty, hypocritical, and it's very this idea that it's all or nothing. And the reason that she calls herself a bad vegan is she she took that from Roxanne Gay, who has a fantastic book called Bad Feminist, where she talks about we can't be the perfect thing, we can't be all or nothing. You know, it can be all or it can be something. Can we move towards? creating a better world or whatever it might be. So you could have a vegan raw food restaurant and be vegan, but you don't have to be perfect. Um, and I think part of the interest that people had in this and the thrill that people had about her being caught is she was caught because Shane Fox oh, yeah. ordered a pizza from Domino's. So it became this whole thing of, oh, she's a it vegan. It was the but last pizza.
2: Domino to fall in this case. <laughs>
3: Get out, Rob. They really harped on that. I waited they, all night to they they say that, really really
4: harp. on that, Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was really worth it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that comes at the end. But this this kind of salacious deliciousness of the uh the the chattering classes who of which I am one, uh who said, Aha, the vegans brought down by the Domino's pizza. This is not anything near the truth, and it's it's nothing about right. the story but it's the thing that people glommed onto because they look for that hypocrisy if you're a right. vegan they look for that moment where you might have had chicken stock in something i mean so what? Ooh. yeah
0: we and talked that- about this on the mm-hmm. netflix already Mari. we had so, this in our right, seinfeld yeah. episode do you remember rob uh <laughs> which that which part they go to the Hamptons, right? And wasn't oh
2: yeah yeah that yeah well they tricked her they they tricked the woman that was uh, the, the keeping kosher to eating the lobster. Oh my god! No, the
0: other person wasn't they sneaking the lobster in the middle of the night and he got caught. That's what it was. Yeah, she was keeping kosher and she got caught trying to sneak the shellfish. And then he like, tried to trap her later on and put her
2: in her eggs and she didn't made her eat it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a little different. That was, <laughs> that was fake crime. That was fake crime.
0: Fake crime. <laughs> that was actually a crime as well. I just can't figure out why why these people aren't in jail, Rob.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay tuned for that. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, so I I think I I just want to keep going on the first episode because, like, the way that they lay this out is very interesting. I I think the overall, my overall uh, grievances with the property was, it didn't commit either way. Like, it didn't commit. I I don't, you can be subjective in your storytelling.
4: Yeah, it doesn't take, it doesn't fall down on one side or another. We get no uh, dispassionate. Uh, expert talking about what this might have been. There's no idea of the Patty Hearst of it all, or the Stockholm Syndrome of it all, or the Svenjali of it all. I I feel like mostly it, they'd never pressed
3: her because in Bad Vegan, the talking heads that we get, we get it's mainly her. A lot of it is her telling her story straight to camera because, like she says at the beginning, only her and the dude's name is Shane Fox. He presents his name as Shane Fox, but uh, but his real name is Anthony Sturgis and it's her telling her story. However, it never felt like they pressed her on some of the inconsistencies, right? Mm-hmm. Rob, what did you think? They are like, she, yeah. she kept saying some stuff, and I'm like, this don't sound plausible, lady. Well,
2: I don't know necessarily, like, to get her to cooperate for this, like, I, I thought that they really made her come across as sort of, like, a sympathetic figure and a victim, yeah. and all this, which, you know, in, in a lot of ways, uh, she is the the, the victim, mm-hmm. you know? I always want to be careful when we talk about things like this and not to get into, like, uh, victim blaming. How could, how could she right. do this? Um, but... I think that that they really wanted to, you know, give her side of the story. But I think that there were a lot of ways in which she was culpable, and I felt like that she was kind of twisting mm-hmm. the narrative a little bit, like when uh, they had talked about how where she, uh, allegedly investors claimed that she had vetted uh, people a certain way, and when they asked her about that, she's like, "No, I might have said I knew them." Uh, yeah. Like it seemed <laughs> like she, I, mm-hmm. I think, was still you know, twisting the story a little bit to be uh, more charitable in her favor. Uh, you know, she might not have been a reliable narrator.
3: Exactly. And that's exactly it. Especially, I feel like those first two episodes, those first two episodes, I was like buying in. I was like, okay, you know, it, and it, and it had that twinge of, you know, she was really manipulate, manipulated into doing something she, she didn't want to do. And then the, the final episodes, I was like, okay, but now she's starting to, there's some shifty answers here. She's not explaining some of her specific actions. Um, and when I then went back and watched the first episode again, after I watched the whole series, I was like, then I started looking at her, wait, there's some inconsistencies here in this first episode. Here, You know? So, I mean, I agree. I We don't want to victim blame. Um, but I, I feel like there's a little bit more that she had not answered.
4: Yeah. The mm-hmm. other talking head that we get a lot of is Alan Sel- Selkin, the journalist, the Vanity Fair journalist. And I thought, ah, he's going to be the bracing outside eye who brings us, you know, true talk. Uh, and while Sama is speaking for herself and, and why shouldn't she that he might have the outside perspective. But I think he is under Sama's spell as well, the TBH, the tiny blonde human, <laughs> as uh, she's called. Uh, she is very tiny. Um, and, again, you know, we need to be re- very careful around uh, eating disorders and, uh, and so on. Mm. But so I thought, well, where's, where's the acerbic voice? Where's the person who's going to come in with a different view? We meet endless people who love Sama. And then endless people who thought, ah, I wish she hadn't owed us money, but we still love her. It's like, where's the person? Mm, Not true. that we'll dislike her, but that, and, and, and in terms of of the four episodes as a piece of entertainment, when are we getting to the fireworks factory? When are mm, we getting to the fireworks yeah. factory? And uh, spoiler alert, we never get to the fireworks factory. Right. There's no meat there, if I may say. There's no meat. Well, yes, very appears.
2: appropriately. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that was my, my issue because through the first two episodes, it just seemed like they spent the whole time painting um, you, uh, Mr. Fox or Anthony as this bad guy who took advantage of her. But at some point I was like, well, if, if that's so clear, right, if everybody has the same exact opinion that this big, huge guy just basically like presented himself as her bodyguard, somebody who she could rely on, who also has lived a couple lifetimes and, you know, is setting her up to live in eternity with their immortal dog. Like, uh, okay, you, fine. You give me all of that, but tell me why is she in trouble? You know what I'm saying? Like for the first two episodes, they don't even mention no. that. Every, yeah. every now and then she gives him a couple thousand dollars to the point where he's embezzling a lot of money. He's doing a lot of stuff. He's promising mm-hmm. people millions of dollars. But at no point throughout the first two episodes where they even like, talking about why she would be uh, compared to Bernie Madoff or why she would be accused of embezzling. I was like, embezzle, embezzle. Embezzle? (laughs) embezzle." I was, I was like, where is that? But uh, it was almost absent of the whole uh, Netflix show. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Can you you embezzle your own money? I mean, she was taking, she was inappropriately taking money out of the business when Mm -hmm. she had investors. So she owed money to people, which she didn't pay back. I don't know if that's embezzling.
3: Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. So I I don't know, but like I I <laughs> I definitely feel like those first two episodes it, it was very disjointed because how in the f- whole first episode we get all the way up until like she meets and marries uh Fox or Anthony Sturgis. It's it's gonna just go back and forth. Like even in the documentary they went back and forth with his name. Some people were calling him Shane. Some people were calling him Anthony, which is annoying and I'm going to do it here today on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but they went all the way to that. They got all the way to them getting married. And then the second episode, they kind of took it back to her past to tell us about her past and about her growing up with crazy hairstyles. Ooh, she's really she's really nutty because she dyes her hair blue, but from all intents and pur- purposes, she came from a very privileged background, went to a like Wharton business school. But mm. why didn't we put that here? Like, I felt like uh, this could have been... An email, as Chappelle would love to say, but it could have been two episodes. Like it did not need to be four. Yeah, it was. A, yeah. It was a lot of fluff, and they and I did not like the choices of going back. And even in right. episode three, they tell us Anthony's backstory, and I'm just like, why are we here? Like, why do we keep going back and forth in this narrative? And then they didn't properly. Okay, I'm 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 going, but they didn't properly like timestamp things, so I didn't know what time period we were at yeah Yeah.
2: tinder swindler was two hours you know we got the whole thing and and it was great and i just wonder like uh in the in this um uh genre i mean what what's the sweet spot that you're looking for in a true crime uh piece of media is it is it like a multi-part series are those the most successful ones or is it like a documentary
3: i i truly believe it depends I truly think it depends on your subject matter and you have to know what your, your subject matter dictates. Like them making Tinder swindler a tight two hours was very smart. It was very smart. And they should have made this a tight two hours docu docu series normally work. Like uh, my first thing that comes to mind is making a murderer. Like there's Mm -hmm. so much that you can dive through with that, that that warrants. Like, it, that was like eight parts or something to that effect. Like, I think it's you have to know your subject matter and know how it could fill out several episodes or just two episodes or just one docu- documentary itself. Sarah, what do you think about that?
4: Look, I'm very fond of the documentary feature format. So that's uh, all in one 90 to 120 minutes. 120 is pushing it, but I think the tender spend yeah. showed the it could be done. I think just stepping back with um, Chris Smith, he made um, the um, he was a producer of Tiger King and uh, the Doc yeah. Antle mm-hmm. story. So he does like going back to the well. He produced and directed Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Terrific! Yeah. Oh, and great, uh, yeah. but The lesser of the, the lesser two, of the two, unfortunately, in my for Chris uh-huh. and Operation Varsity Blues. Hilariously, this whole thing starts with. Shane Fox uh, being recorded on a phone uh, uh-huh. shouting <laughs> at Sama, some effing Netflix documentary now Jesus effing Christ, and I thought, oh, great, like you've you know the pitfalls, <laughs> list, and so don't fall into them. It was such a Netflix uh, production; it looked like it. The B roll was beautiful and extensive i think you could if you cut out the b-roll you get rid of an hour i don't know how many mm-hmm. shots we had to have of her with two blonde pigtails walking, oh walking down the walking street walking her dog high, kindly in the street with big bags branded bags uh, it's like just one is enough we meet some very interesting people in their own rights there's a um an unhomed man who who takes A liking to her, and I thought, well, what's okay? So he's going to have some part of the story. No, it was just to say that this (laughs) that she stopped on the street and spoke to. And he was my favorite. Yeah, I need
3: to hear. I need to hear Rob's opinion of Anthony. Like I truly do, Anthony, the unhomed man.
2: Yes. Um. So I just thought it was wild at the end, where that when he got the call that the dog needed like a, a place to go, he had a car and was driving down to Tennessee. Yeah, he was
4: in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, that's tough. But this is my favorite character. So I'm I, not going to be mean well, because I like him. Yeah. He, he, he says he wishes he'd known because he would have shown, thrown Shane in the river. I thought, yes, Anthony, you are all of us.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, well, that's the
4: thing. Nobody yeah. had anything negative to say about Shane either until him. He like everyone's like,
0: yeah, he's big. He kind of gives you bear hugs and this, that, and other. And yeah, he's kind of around, but we don't really know why he's here. We couldn't really figure out what he's doing here or why they get get along. But we don't really know. But he walks in, and you can always tell the mark of somebody who treats an unhomed person poorly, like that. When somebody, the way you Mm -hmm. treat somebody who is less than fortunate, that is the that's the key and when that man said oh no he was mean to me the first time we ever met him he was being a jerk i was like well that's it he's guilty he's guilty of all crimes (laughs) but again i had no reason to believe that miss bad vegan here was even a part of it they give us nothing about sarma in that episode
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah. just
0: that she's got pigtails
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and a dog and and i was wondering were they using this to kind of say that she because they were also interspersing they were kind of like Oh, she was going through some things at the time, so she had a big heart. She was always giving people money, and it, it, it was they like, trying to lay the groundwork of like she's very susceptible to this type of con. Maybe it was it was very interesting, um, truly. And the re- can we talk about? We like to talk about reenactments on a crime scene. So, like you guys said, the B roll. It, they weren't reenactments, but you could tell they 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 made uh, Anthony go and sit down um, <laughs> and pretend he was still unhomed. I don't I don't know. They had Sarma just walking her dog. I, it wasn't <laughs> until they got to like Las Vegas I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. And then later when they got to Pigeon Forge, I'm like, oh, this is great. I was like, look, how far is Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, for me? And that <laughs> looked kind of fun. That place yeah. looked kind of fun to me. I was like, my kids would love to go there. But other than that, it was just the same B-roll of New York every 20 minutes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the reenactment actor uh, who does Shane Anthony continually uh, climbing out of uh, big black uh, SUVs (laughs) um, is good. But do we need him in slow motion with sunglasses and a phone to his ear? All the time. For minutes at a time. There's so much flab. And I don't say that lightly. There is so much flab. Uh spoiler alert, when you get to the uh third or fourth episode, it all it's all a blur. We meet a brand new character called Dustin, and I think, oh okay, so Dustin's going to have like a really important pivotal uh role in the, the crime or Sama or Catching Shane or something. No, no, Dustin just met Sama and liked her. Mm-hmm. That's
3: it. I don't even uh, remember Dustin.
4: You remember to be Dustin? Quite oh, <laughs> Uh, is Dustin is different? This
0: just, <laughs> yeah, but is, is this all just to make her look less guilty? Like, what is the goal of the
2: documentary? I because know. I mean, why yeah. did she want to be in it? Like, I think right. that she does it to because it, I think it helps her case.
3: I mean, yeah, does it, it? I mean, well, at this point, like you know, if you got this far, it's all spoilers. But at this point, she's already done her time. Like, uh, this is all done mm-hmm. and finished. So it if if anything, it's kind of a fluff in a sense of just getting her side across because like Sarah said I don't remember Dustin but I remember they found her inmate like her her roommate in in the prison that she went to yes Mm -hmm. Chappelle they did and the lady was like oh yeah I was kind of like a mama bear to her and and we (laughs) cuddled under a blanket I was like she was there for like two sentences just to talk about how she took her under her wing in jail I'm like how did they find you why are you here what was the point of this
4: yeah and they missed out the the best thing which was um sama's nickname in jail which i don't think i can say on the podcast oh. but uh i'll put it into the chat please yeah i mean <laughs> i was thinking you not right? in the
2: chat it, and then i can i i that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Wait,
2: this was <laughs> in the documentary
4: no that's what i'm saying it wasn't, it wasn't in the documentary so and there was this veil and, and, and there's a couple of there's a couple of where where we're are you there. getting this from? Yes, Sarah, what's oh, the inside? It's cool. I, oh, side-googing. There's a lot of side-googing that goes okay. on <laughs> to, uh, to illuminate, especially when something is like this. I, I, I mean, just to step done. back, I was Checking so excited. On the title alone, I wanted to to watch this. I thought Netflix, I thought this is so interesting. We're talking oh. about cons. We looks like we're talking about coercive control, <laughs> cults of one, attachment abuse, and all of this sort of stuff. Not that oh, I've... Um, Relish and love it, but I think given the response to the women in the Tinder swindler, the the negative response to the women in the Tinder swindler, I thought w- this should be more known. Uh, how um, Patty Hurst can go from being a, a good little rich girl to holding up a bank in fourteen days? How do you do that? We all say I wouldn't do that; it wouldn't happen to me. Um, and I, I found richness in the side googing that was not uh, that was not in the um, documentary itself. And, okay. in fact, while I picked up uh, that they, that he might have used one of the tools of coercive control, which is, um, sorry, sexual humiliation,
1: uh, she
4: refers to it very obliquely that went past and I thought, oh, I think that's what she was talking about. I'm not saying she should put it all on the table, but right. I think that, again, if we'd had an outside figure saying, uh, you know, that that one of the the... Uh, arsenal of tools of of coercive control is sexual humiliation. We would have understood. I mean, I think many people understood her oblique reference to it. But it's like, put it in or don't put it in. Right. But don't yeah. have her say, "Oh, well, you know, in those sort of situations, it's very difficult." Well,
3: a, a psychology yeah. expert or a psychiatric mm-hmm. expert or something like that would have greatly benefited this. They had n- nobody like that on the on the talking heads. It was mostly it was her. It was her like former employees. Who, like Sarah said, they were still like, oh, but we love Sarma. Um, they weren't even, There was one guy that might have been a little disgruntled, and even when he was talking about the disgruntledness, he tried to downplay it. Like he was like, yeah, the restaurant was um, split into factions because at th- at um, this point, um, sh- she was they were taking she was taking money out of her accounts, and they weren't making payroll. So they weren't paying their employees. And so the the, the ploy- employees did two separate walkouts um, at Pure Food and Wine. And he was talking about how some of them fell into the camp of like, oh, this isn't Sarma. This is, you know, it's outside. All I just want my money back and I'll go get to working. And then the other camp was like, no, we need to smear her name because she shouldn't do this to people. And again, he still it didn't seem like they had got any of the name smears
1: on this
4: -hmm. on this documentary yeah that's interesting because
0: what we talked about um, uh, I think Sarah was the one who brought it up that um, the Tiger King um, was like the predecessor to this and it was still by Chris Smith right and Chris Smith's uh, like uh, strategy during the Tiger King was give you a little piece of the story and like the background of each of the characters mm-hmm. until the the end where you realize oh y'all are all guilty of everything like all of y'all should go to jail until we figure everything out yeah um and so it's kind of like they tried to do that in this where they like give you a lot of her backstory eventually they give you his backstory. But they didn't have the other people, like you were saying, they oh, didn't right. have, uh, you know, the the people saying, no, 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 this. They seem like sympathetic figures, but they're actually not. They're horrible. And they did these things to us. So they, they committed these crimes. It's, he spent so much time, I think, trying to recapture that Tiger King magic that maybe you're right. Maybe it is just a fluff piece where he thought, OK, I got some momentum. The Tiger King was such a huge hit. I know they couldn't foresee like how big it got. So now they're saying, okay, well, let's just try it again on a smaller scale with Bad Vegan, and if people like it, we'll just keep doing it. Uh, but I do think it does a disservice because, like I said, throughout I didn't know if she was a bad person. I like, mm. you know, like it just made it sound like she was being taken advantage of by, by somebody with an immortal dog. Like, so I was, <laughs> and also like. Because halfway through, I was like, am I watching Hancock? You know, like, you know, Hancock and like uh, Sh- uh Charlize Theron. They are like meeting in other lives and like fighting all over again. I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I-, I bet he has too. Because that's exactly what he's telling her. Maybe <laughs> she should watch more Will Smith movies.
2: You know, I, I feel like with Sarma, I, I think that they were kind of boxed in. Where I feel like that they can't tell the story without her. Like the Tiger King story, like joe exotic can be in jail and there's so and there's so many other people that are around that know the stories that there's so many other people that can weigh in on it but i feel like that she's the only one that can talk about like what's going on with her and anthony you could have just the people from the restaurant and the guy who wrote the article but i feel like that without her testimony i feel like you don't have a lot of this story
3: Mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. but uh, also christmas i just i I was googling him too he did the Ma- madeline mccann documentary too and that one i didn't finish because it was eight parts and i was just eight. like we do not need eight parts on this so like it as a property itself and we'll get to our like our ratings and stuff like that but like it, it some of this just did not make sense and so even even then. Um, after we get Sarma's like background, we get like, this, let me tell you about the one thing that really pissed me off in this whole docu, docu series. Go for it. At the end of episode one, we get this dude Will, and um, uh, Anthony slash Shane tells her, this is my friend Will. Will is the tech guy. Send all of your passwords over to Will. Will um, is a tech guy. He's, he's tasked to like, when Anthony Goes, leaves for days because Anthony tells Sarma that he's Black Ops. Which, what, what's the, what's the golden rule? If they tell you that they're Black Ops, they're not, they're not black, black Ops. <laughs> 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 so he he would he would be all vague, like he's with the CIA and he's on a mission, and he would just leave. And so it was Will's job to like kind of calm her down and to keep her communicating with him. And and if he needed money, he he pulled a Tinder swindler. My enemies, my enemies yes, have yes. me. So he would ask her for like random amounts of money, $100,000 here, $10,000 there, $17,000 there. And at the same time telling her like, oh, you got to do what I say because the family, they're watching. And if you go through all this, you'll be rich. You'll be immortal. Leon, your dog will be immortal. And it's just like, and it's just a slow build. And and like Sarah said, the, the coerciveness of it. When you're in relationships like that, it's that slow build. The first thing is you, you get them to, to believe something small. You keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it till the next thing you know, he's telling her he's lived a thousand lives and he might not be from this planet. And she's kind of like, okay, sure, you know, but uh, Will, this guy, he's he, he's presented to us. He comes, he sits down in a chair, he reads the the portions of their emails and stuff. They're going back and forth. And whenever she's doubting Anthony, Will is like, "Stay the course. He's he's in a black hole right now. Just it's everything's okay." And she would just vent to this dude. <sighs> At the end of episode three, or the middle of episode three, whatever it was, uh, when she's finally started questioning Anthony, she's like, "How do I know this isn't just you? How do I know this isn't Shane? I've never met you, Will. How do I not know it's just not you?" And then his last correspondence to her that we see is like. You don't know. Even if it, even if um you have to just have faith, even if it, it was I could, you know, come up to somebody, I could hire somebody, he could hire somebody to fight to just give you um credentials and stuff like that. And this dude fades, fades away and the director <laughs> and everybody's like. <sighs> ever existed. I'm like, if you don't get out of here.
0: So this yeah. was, was so
4: Will was hold on, Will was fake. Hey, Rob, as soon as he as will richards arrived and sat down with his cute little irish accent at the end of episode one did you for a minute believe that he was real
3: um
2: yeah i did i was like boy why isn't this guy arrested
3: <laughs> exactly right. yeah. I, I kept like why is he's in on it <laughs> like
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, he's wild because they say, well, this is Will. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here to keep her in line. I was here to make sure she didn't step out of line because, you know, like, in case things got too hairy, I ain't want her messing everything up. And I'm like, "Okay, well, he's clearly not in jail. So he must have done something. (laughs) And you're telling me that the film creator just made him up uh, because we don't know if Will is actually real or we're 100 percent confirmed that it's Anthony Sturgis.
3: It's 100 percent confirmed that it was Anthony Sturgis emailing as Will. And they, this was a plot telling on IMDb.
2: (laughs) Will Richards as himself, Anthony's associate. (laughs) Doesn't
3: make sense. So even IVB was confused. Yeah, They they lied to IMDb.
4: (laughs) Sarah, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So so Will, real or not, asks for her passwords to everything, including bank accounts uh, and email addresses and so on. And then she's surprised because Anthony Strangest knows things that she hasn't told him. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Even yeah, if Will's I'm- a real person, Will works for Anthony and Will is telling him everything.
0: My mouth is wide open because she's like, how she's writing in her journal, you know, the whole time she's like, "Oh, yeah, I went to the too. store and he knew I was at the store. Like how, only, only how, how could anybody know this? And, 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 uh, Anthony Sturgeon's like, Ooh, it's mystical. It could be anything. Like, how do I know this? Maybe I don't know anything. Also, you didn't, uh, you didn't cash your card out when you were, uh, um, when you were at the bar last night, you want to go pick that up. It's like, how do you know these things? And the whole time he's just got her account and just monitoring her banking information. Um, yeah, the, yeah, that's, the clever, that's incredible.
4: The, the clever thing with the money, clever in inverted commas, is that he told her, I'm not spending any of it. It's yeah. a test. You send me the money. It, the money hasn't gone anywhere. The money it still exists. It's all and for you. When you pass it, all these tests, you will get it all back. And it doesn't matter
0: like he just completely, completely kept telling her what does it matter it doesn't matter it could be billions of dollars I don't care if it's trillions of dollars we're living forever baby it's me you and Leon the dog like why are you <laughs> worried about this money do you love me or not honestly the you know berating, Rob yeah. we, we talked about uh, another you know uh, product of this same type of material uh, way back when no no not the Swindler. Uh are you familiar with the pickup artist oh just right yes so on uh, Robert Akiva, what is it get picked up? Um, uh, getting yeah, windowed,
1: yeah. Our pickup artist,
0: yeah. Our pickup <laughs> yeah. artist. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the the book, the game, and kind of how those techniques are used to basically like coerce women into doing things that they normally wouldn't do, or uh, like uh, like almost like feign attractiveness um, by presenting people uh, with like just like. Um, Made up situations like you're you're basically like putting the situation in your favor so when you go co- talk to this person they feel like they are attracted to you even though they're not uh control tricks like nagging and other things like that mm-hmm. right well you know it sounds like this guy Anthony Sturgis was just really really good at this right just controlling uh-huh. manipulating and conning the, uh this one particular woman now I would be interested to know if he did this often did he have like a list of women that he was doing like the Tinder swindler we know Tinder swindler had a whole network there was Mm -hmm. like a call center of people and he was just like he had them all dialed in in my mind but like this guy just happened to come across her like it's it's not like he targeted her she definitely reached out to him so do you think this is his first like a big con or is he like a man of 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 the arts i guess
2: well, he had the ex-wife uh, mm-hmm. that we hear from, but we don't really get into like his dating history in between yeah. uh, his ex-wife and uh, when he meets up with Sarma.
3: Yeah, yeah. His his ex-wife Chappelle comes in the third episode where we get his background, which is still like, basically he, he marries this wo- He marries this woman. She's on there. She's telling her story. And He's he's robbing her. They have a kid together. They get married. They have a kid together. She said that he told her, Did you know if you gave a baby salt, they could uh, die and it would they wouldn't know, they wouldn't show up on a like a blood test or something like that. Uh, yeah, an autopsy. and she said Yeah, yeah, an autopsy. Yeah. She said, I never left my uh child with him why would he say that again uh,
2: i didn't I, even I, understand like uh was uh, and was that while she was
4: still pregnant that, that he said that's that when they had the baby no she yeah. said that's when the baby, the baby had just been born yeah <laughs> and it's the, it's the threat it's the threat it's how mm-hmm. how i could take away from you ah. that w- that which you value
1: yeah yeah so you that must
4: sense, uh yeah. fear and obey me i think he was practicing with his wife i mean the very first thing she says is like i can't what do you want to hear every single one of the lies that he told me. Um, she is able to give us a tiny bit of insight into his father. Uh, the uh-huh. The documentary doesn't really go into the father, but the father confirms that um, that Shane Fox is Black Ops. So that's good. Sama mm-hmm. says his father confirmed that. Uh, but his father was apparently a violent, alcoholic. Um, gambler, yeah. Gambler. Uh, when when Shane was three, he picked up dice and said, "Baby wants a new pair of shoes." I mm-hmm. think that's family mythology, but that's nonetheless. cute. That's cute, Sarah. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well,
4: maybe he was baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I Could you think imagine a baby the, saying that. I can. She's just very cute. Uh, it's like when children first start talking and you get them to say, say, and you'd say bad words and they say them back and you go, oh, that's so that's <laughs> sweet. That's mm-hmm. Sama's don't
0: say jail nickname.
4: Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, don't say These Sama's boys. jail nickname. But, I mean, one thing about Sama that they almost goes past without notice unless your ears are pricked up quite early on uh, in the first episode, she says she was at Wharton and then it wasn't what she wanted to do, so she left. And yeah. she says, I wasn't under any financial pressure yep. to get a job. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, that tells you something. I that mean, we do, I mean- we do, yeah. So she went to culinary school, uh, which is, you know, extensive and expensive. So I she comes from privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's the second of two. She's the younger sister. I think, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, given a lot of attention, shall we say?
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm. let's let's stop here. Let's 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 really dig into this. So what end up happen what ends up happening is she sends like just large lump sums of mo- sums of money to Anthony till it totals up to one point seven million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to yell that. Um and um unfortunately he uses his access to her. Uh, uh, to then scam another four hundred thousand dollars from her mom, and when it comes to the end here, yeah. So she was pretty well off, like Sarah just mentioned, and I think it goes to say something about um how you know being rich can collate to coercion like this. Um, uh, Patty Hearst was the example. Oh, every cult in the history of cults has always had rich people involved in them um you know children of god to name a few the, the 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 soleil um uh cults they they all always have some i mean look at charles manson i mean like it it, it when when you put like privilege and then being rich and it, it i wonder if there's a correlation between susceptibility and and even on just the smallest scale, you you know, even with with, with celebrities and, and what they're the veganism of it all, you know, like uh, C- CrossFit of it all, like you said, I wonder if, if that if anybody has has looked into that about that correlation. And he didn't pick her, but he he was just the man who knew how to extract the money because like like uh, we didn't finish, but. His ex-wife, he basically just stole all her stuff. Her, him and his dad just stole all her stuff and left one day while she still had a baby and just poof. Like that didn't take any type of brain here. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering with Sarma, and, with with him and Sarma, I, I, I don't feel like he's a criminal mastermind by any stretch of means. I just kind of think that this was probably the right, perpetrator with the right victim in a sense
2: yeah mm. but to go back to whether when Chappelle asked like had he done this to a lot of women i i do feel like that he came in with a lot of material uh for mm-hmm. when he got True. to sarma i i suspect that there, like he had this racket worked out a, uh, quite a bit before he got to sarma
3: i i if they if he did i'm i'm surprised that they wouldn't bring that up and I mean, if people are wondering what happened to the money, because they don't even tell us what he's right. even truly doing with the money until the the end of the third episode. But he's gambling it all away, yeah. literally in the in the slot. Chappelle,
2: this L- movie L- L- should slot. not be called Bad Vegan. It should be called Bad Gambler. This yeah,
1: man,
2: one point seven million dollars to go to the casino, and and he, yeah. and he and he lost, he lost at least. The Tinder Swindler was always working on taking out the next person he was gonna rob.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
2: Tinder Swindler
0: puts this man to shame in all ways, in all shapes, really? forms, and <laughs> fashion. Like he could he could have watched that first and got some ideas because this is nothing <laughs> compared to that. Um, I do have a question though about how he got his victim. Sarah, so we know that he was tweeting back and forth with uh Alec Baldwin. Does Alec Baldwin make any statements about his connection to this man? Because why does this no, man feel fairness, so confident? He has his hands full right Alec now.
4: Okay, I think I think he's got his own stuff he's going, on. I think he's saying, going on. Scandals going on. I'm just I mean, I'm just so, saying
0: the man has fifty thousand so, followers on Twitter. He's talking to Alec Baldwin. What's up?
4: Did he buy those? Well, let's think about Thama um, uh, in a public blog writing things like uh, again, not not from the documentary, but she says why Leon's called Leon, and then Shane. Guesses why Leon's called. Oh, it's very special that you guessed that because most people think it's Kings of Leon, but it's actually Leon the professional. And you guessed that. She also writes in pub in her public blog in 2007. Uh, she got a message that said, "Your life is my dream life." And so she wrote in her public blog, uh, "I'm thinking. I'm thinking these people would all probably choke on their flax crackers if they knew that not only am I walking around often feeling entirely spent." weary and even on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but that I'm also carrying a few hundred thousand dollars of personal debt, that I'm full of burning rage to build this empire with a residual and occasional reappearing destructive closet eating disorder. Mm. I think if you're a coercive control person, if you're a game person, you would read that and go, hmm. That's somebody I might. Look, we don't know how many people he tried it on and we don't know how many people he tried and failed. So when mm. we say, where are the ones before, there may be ones that went a little along the way and then went, uh, hang on, stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the family? Who's Will Richards who wants my passwords? He just was very effective with her. I see them as very symbiotic in this uh, crime Uh it's a crime to owe people money, uh, I see that she is a seeker. She puts out into the universe, in other words, blog posts that anyone can read on the internet, that she's a seeker and people can find what they're looking for. She's a tiny blonde human. He's a big guy and over their relationship he gets bigger and bigger and bigger and eats and eats and eats until he's 300 pounds apparently and is repulsive to her. He tells her this is another test for her to advance. So I think that also wasn't explored. It was like good summer, bad Shane Fox, whereas where's the truth in between what were they getting from each other? Um, We know that, I mean, the documentary tells us that she married him because he said he had so much money he could make her $2 million Mm -hmm. debt disappear. And her accountant Mm -hmm. said for tax purposes it would be better if you were married. So she's also seeking something and some of it's
0: not yeah. spiritual yeah they got married in within 48 hours is it to well, 24 hours to, to 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 get the paperwork and then uh, 24 hours later they were married and then she was ashamed of it so it's not like this yeah. man who like right. read her live journal or her tumblr blog found out all the things that were good about her coerced her and then she decided like i'm really in love with him because of all the things that he's done no she says i have two million dollars of debt let's go ahead and and, uh and do this married thing and then she does it and then she hides her wedding ring she doesn't tell anybody who works for her at all so that's when you start to raise an eyebrow and think okay maybe something's not right here because if you told me that he presented her all of her wants and her dreams like the tender swindler guy he shows you that he has money he doesn't need your money but then he tells you he needs you and so that makes you feel like y'all are connected but here If you told me that this man said, I am the big guy that you need. I am. I have all the answers to all your prayers. And I fell in love with that. I would take that. But she did not fall in love with that. She heard the money and then she got married. And there were moments, even when she was trying to break up with him, where she would be like, yeah. And then I said, for some reason, I was caught up in a moment and I said, I love you. But she never (laughs) said, I fell in love with this man. You know, it was very different. So I feel like she could have cleared her name a little bit better, honestly, because it didn't do great. Uh, well, if that at was the very goal. end
2: they you know they they throw the theory out there about like uh like okay you like know, he ripped her off but you know you could argue that you know she got into this thinking that she was going to take his money.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. that she then just maybe got too over her head and over her head because um they they talk about another associate Nazim who actually did kind of get um like get over not get over his head but uh well, no, he did. He, cause he said, but he said by the time he realized he was the one who, um, there, there was a, an associate of Shane Anthony <laughs> named Nazim and, and Nazim would go, and he was real, <laughs> he was real. And he would go with Anthony to some of when he would disappear. And he was the one who told us about the gambling portion. So mm-hmm. he knew that Anthony, uh, was gambling away the the money, but he had already given him had given him like close to a hundred thousand dollars anyway. So he said, "I was already in the hole. If I leave now, then I'm never getting my money back." And that's a uh, great uh, segue to let's let's get to Bad Sharma uh, Sarmas. I'm sorry, as, as Sarah said, if if we're gonna get, um, let's get into our, like what her crimes could have possibly been. So basically, we get that even before right around the t- time that they got married. Sarma um, admits that she 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 had broken up with her her famous chef boyfriend who had helped her originally open the restaurant, and she had been without a business partner for I think it was like uh, close to at least six years or something like that. And then she married she married Anthony, but she was saying that she was just kind of so depressed and she was so in her head. She had already stopped making those payments to uh, this dude named Jeffrey who was a restaurateur who had helped her and Michael open the restaurant. But once that their relationship soured, she then bought the restaurant from Jeffrey, but it created $2 million worth of debt. Yes. Rob. Can
2: I say uh, about the ex-husband? I was just completely shocked that he left the show in the first 10 minutes. We never heard from him again.
3: Never again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like I saw, he, was I the, he was the bad guy. I was like, Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> oh but he, he'll be back.
3: Nothing. <laughs> He he was surprised too because he told Jeffrey to be at her, and Jeffrey was like, uh-huh. it's
4: her. "I mean, this is interesting." Yep. And again, not to 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 harp on bad uh, summer, but he Matthew Kenny, 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 Kenny uh, was a very hot in all senses of the word uh, mm-hmm. chef. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. She uh, went to him to pitch that she would help him write his cookbook and then they were inseparable and then they opened the restaurant. Now I'm not saying that she doesn't have food chops but he is obviously ah chops. He's obviously the one uh, with the chop and Jeffrey is the mm-hmm. restaurateur that that uh, backs them and uh, when they have a falling out it's me or her uh, Jeffrey picks her and uh, for quite good uh, business reasons because yeah. she is the Tiny blonde human that's at Pure Food and Wine talking to people. She's the front uh, facing uh, person. And she seems to have got a fantastic executive chef who we hear from, who takes over from from Matthew. And then we never hear from Matthew again.
3: Yeah. And he, he was so, bad
4: Michael. at,
3: uh, yeah, Michael. Michael. Right. He was bad at um, paying the bills too. Like everybody here was bad at paying the bills. That's why Jeffrey chose Sarah because Michael still wasn't paying the bills. Mm-hmm. so um yeah Chappelle. i thought yeah, you were gonna
0: no, say they, no they just said that he was really bad with money which i find yeah. super ironic considering what you went with is the you know titular bad vegan like you know like you pushed out matthew if we're gonna look at this and say that she is as guilty as you know um i mean as we are led to believe then mm-hmm. she went and like sarah said sought this man out basically got him into a um matthew into a relationship You know, let's just say this is all strategic that she did this on her own. She went out. She was like, I'm going to help you with my cookbook. Let's also date. Let's also start a restaurant because she was barely in the chef game, but she knew business. So she needed somebody to get her business off the ground. Then because she knows business so well, she goes and she basically gets this man pushed out. Of his, uh, out, out of the uh, restaurant business that he started with her. And then now mm-hmm. she has this debt. And what does she do to go get rid of the debt? She goes and marries this huge rich guy who can protect her, uh, who has this money, who says she can, who can make the love of her life, her dog, Leon, immortal. This woman could be the ultimate villain. And we <laughs> just got fed a documentary about how she is a victim because she has pigtails and she's tiny.
3: Yeah. I, I mean I not thought about it until now it's crazy it's it's a possibility and so then the one of the the more amazing p- parts of the documentary is um anthony shane, shane fox slash Anthony, sends her to Rome, just says, Go to Rome. this is a test. go to Rome for ten days. Meanwhile, while she's in Rome, Wish somebody he's give me that and- test yeah I'm telling you right that like, pass.
4: pass, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but while she's out in rome Galvin, she shows all these pictures like oh i was so sad in rome i was there for 10 days i didn't know where he was at but you know i, I walked around i'm like girl what and while she's doing that he's back at pure food and wine Blake. like telling the employees this is like a takeover it was so weird and where did all these recordings come from i'm kind of confused about that they don't really go into how they get these recordings of him and the staff but so the staff that are there they're like we're confused he's confused but the main thing is he's going and taking their money and saying oh i'm gonna go deposit it but he was not going depositing to foxwoods it. and <laughs> right and so they're sitting there the employees are trying to call sarma they're like yo What's going on? Where are you at? Like, who is this guy? Why is he taking our money? Why is he saying that he's taking over the business? Why is he firing people who don't agree with his his logic? What is going on? And Sarma's just like, I'm in Rome and I'm I'm being tested. And while I'm in Rome, he he tells me to wire him a hundred thousand dollars. And she was like, She didn't have it, so she had to find it from some of her one of her friends to send him a hundred I'm like, there was just so much money that was flying around mm-hmm. here it was uh, truly amazing so it was kind of hard to believe that she was in rome and had really no idea what he was doing at the restaurant i'm i'm sorry that's a little that's a little weird and then we have to get which this caused the first walkout so because he, he, him and nazim well, they were taking money from the employee's payroll um they were not getting paid, and they they hadn't gotten paid for a month. So it led to the the first closing of Pure Food and Wine for about three months. The um, whole entire staff actually went to another place, and then once she uh, got the money, they came back. So they do really love her, but because the this uh, the food and wine uh, Pure Food and Wine closed, she had to then go on like she had to go and get investors. She had to go on a money seeking spree. So she goes to look for all these investors. She raises $850,000 in order to open the restaurant back up. She opens the restaurant back up, but same old, same old. They start taking that money out of the restaurant. Again, the employees are not getting paid. um, And, Again, this is where it's at the part where it's like, she's like, yeah, I'm just sending him money and he's just demanding money and, and, and because of the family and she's being tested and she has to pass all these tests and it, and it starts to kind of be unbelievable. And I think even in the documentary, they say, but as time it opens that second time, it kind of feels like she's more complicit because she's now actively seeking out investors she helped him lie she went back to jeffrey to try and um say that she met this guy who wants to buy the restaurant she gave um anthony Sturgis a whole different name i think that was the michael uh, yeah yeah they tried it they they it it was so weird and she was like this is where she started sounding sketchy because she was trying to tell jeffrey you and Michael can go meet up and then you can, you know, buy the thing. And and then uh, Jeffrey was in Miami and they both were going to fly to Miami. But right before she was going to fly to Miami, he steps out of line and is like, This is you. You have to go do it yourself. And um, <laughs> she goes to Miami to talk to Jeffrey, pretending that the guy that she is married to is a whole different man. Like it was. That she vetted. And then yeah. That and she vetted.
4: Who missed his plane.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: So he uh, for come. the third time. Yeah. This, this is, one, this unbelievable, is, um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Chowderell. If anyone yeah. uh, knows, he's a, he's a very interesting figure. He's a restaurateur. He goes into you know big swank hotels and puts in um, you know fine dining. Uh, he's I find him a very interesting figure. I thought perhaps he might have some cool headed comments about Sama. Instead, he he very carefully chooses his words. I think. I think that he Mm -hmm. likes her as a person. He also knows that he's in the hole for $2 million. Uh, He can probably write that off, I would imagine. Um, Nobody likes to be owed money. Uh, He didn't like to be fooled. I think it was when Mm -hmm. he was supposed to meet uh, Michael, the fake investor in Miami at 6 o'clock, and uh, he got the message from Michael that he had missed his plane. He says, well, you don't miss your plane at 6 o'clock, you missed your plane at 4 o'clock. Uh, and where was the message then? So I think he is more concerned about, uh, you know, having been uh, them trying to make, take him for a fool than then trying mm-hmm. to take him for his $2 million. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agree.
4: Yeah.
0: This is probably like the worst bit of publicity Warden could ever have. Like, yeah, had, yeah, I like, think they might have some worse publicity. Say, yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying they have a good track record at this point of just this is being bad for business when it comes to the media. Yeah. Like we, we there is like one huge glaring example. Mm-hmm. This is not great. That show is it two broke girls? The girl is like, I went to Warden. It's like, well, girl, yeah. you broke. That's the whole premise yeah. of the show. <laughs> um, but by the time they say Warden and then Tom Brady shows up, we should have known this was all a scam. Everything a is a scam. Yeah.
2: yeah. Once Are you Tom said, Brady's oh, eating there, you knew.
4: Yeah, we Tom knew Brady and that Giselle in walked in. Bet. Oh, okay. Got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Can I, can I also say that they're all thrilled that Woody Harrelson walked through the restaurant with bare feet?
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. Owen o- Wilson, I think
4: it was. Owen o- Wilson, excuse well. yes, wow. yes, me. Yes, I mean, no. yeah. weird. Wow. Do it right. Yeah, when he said bare yeah.
3: feet, I was like, that can't be. Isn't that like against the.
0: It's the vegan, Mari. It's not vegan if you're not barefoot, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any possibility, though? I thought like there's a lot of people that are sort of like uh, still like kind of financially attached to this. That like, Is there any talk of possibly like getting the band back together where. That in some ways, like as much as they talked about Sarma and everything with uh, Anthony slash Shane, they hyped up the restaurant quite a bit. The restaurant, the restaurant was always great. Do you think that this is sort of like step one of pure food and wine coming back? Mm.
3: I, it could be. I mean, that was a a huge phase when when that opened. Like, I remember that whole "eat raw, raw, it's raw that." So, I mean, it, it, it. I mean, but she said people won't lend her money no more. So, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, it, it she wasn't can't that ask. That she that said she
4: food, definitely, she can't ask for the money." Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, Somebody, but it, an it investor, come along
2: Sarma We need your vision. Of like, yeah. uh, I'll I'll back you.
4: Maybe well, she
3: gets think, the Tinder Swindler uh. Yeah. Well yeah. you
4: make you make Sama the hostess. Yeah. And you keep her away. You keep her you keep her away from the money. No uh,
3: money. I, don't, at I think all.
4: there are there are uh, other I mean she speaks as if raw uh, uh pure food and wine was uh the vanguard, the first of its kind. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really. I mean, fine mm-hmm. dining, yes, and it certainly all looked great. And I, I'm not against going. I'm a carnivore like Chappelle. I'm not against going to a vegan restaurant. So um she also, her vision is to spread veganism throughout the entire world. And she tells a story about when she was released from her five months in prison uh, that she spoke for 20 minutes while she was waiting to a guard who she thinks, yep, I've converted him to veganism in that 20 minutes. And that she feels is her mission. I think it's this idea of mission, higher purpose that is driving this um, privileged white girl, if I can say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question. If if that's the
0: case, how come she wasn't able to convert this 300 pound man to veganism? Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) his ass ordering this Domino's pizza is what got them in the first place. Um, All right.
3: Let's home Yes. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's wrap it up. So when they come back from this failed trip to, I guess, extort money from Jeffrey, the way Sarma explains it is, you know, we kind of just uh took all the money out of the bank account and then we just got in the car and Anthony started driving. Let's see I, the country. I, I, yeah, I really didn't think like, you know, we're we're on the run or anything. I just thought he just I, I was shut down and
4: he just drove away. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had to say my name was Emma and his name was Chris. Yeah.
2: We yeah. were like <laughs> avoiding the police, but, uh, we weren't looking for them.
4: She verbatim said that. Like, yeah, we were not,
2: yeah. <laughs> she had
3: bandages to hide her tattoo, but you know, we're not on the run at all. Yeah.
4: Nice.
3: And they end up, they end up in Vegas. They drive to Vegas, literally, Blows all the money. She said like her and her and Anthony, they didn't even spend much time together in Vegas. She was either like walking down the strip, but she kept saying how there was no good food options here at all. And yeah, I just yeah. oh, they
2: say about time? Vegas. There's there's uh, no no good restaurants there. She
0: she needs yeah, no, nah, that hell, put that woman back in jail. She gonna lie. <laughs> no healthy,
3: should I say healthy food no, options? Uh, Mr.
0: Mama said. Fuku is amazing in Vegas. Go try it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah. And
3: so and so then like he so he's down down there gambling away the money and this is where he has her passwords and everything so as they're gone he's emailing her mom saying like oh Sarma's not doing too well um, I need this amount of money this amount of money her poor mom even though her dad and her sister told told them not to they don't mess with this man her mom was sending money and then at the end we found out it was $400,000 worth of money that she sent to them while they were on the run in Vegas and um so and then but they they still managed to run out of money my biggest thing was he was like recording her like we this is where we got clips of him recording her in Vegas and he's like Sarma you got to get up and she's like crying and breaking down and all of the clips and I'm like why do we have these we have we had clips of them like on the road and stuff like that. Um, I think I know why we had this. I'm assuming he was sending them to her family in order to extort money out of her family. But Rob, what did mm. you think about these clips? Uh,
2: I had wondered like where, the, where they came from, but that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this mm-hmm. yeah, that they sent to the family.
4: I mean, mm-hmm. she looks, she looks like hell. She does yeah. look like hell uh yeah i assumed it was it was to get the money from from uh, her the, mother the, the mom maybe yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
3: they run out of money and so uh sarma it- Manages to get uh, one of her friends in New York to loan her some more money, yeah. like $60,000. $60,000 like
4: this friend has available. Friend. I mean, for
3: her. can you? Uh, where, my friend is friends. Are right. Mari, <laughs> yeah. Mari, we friends. <laughs> What's up, Mari? <laughs> no, I ain't got it. You know what? Where's Asia? Where's Asia? Right. Where's <laughs> Asia?
0: Asia,
1: Asia yeah.
3: please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 60 G's. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they go back to New York to get this money. Funny, but this is where this is where like they they managed to get in and out of new york and and he knew like she said. Oh, I felt like he knew that I could I could only be there for a day or for a night. And they and then they went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And this is where you're getting their talking heads, where they're like, Anthony clearly didn't know what to do. Now they were just on the run. They're in Pigeon Forge. Like I said, there were some great shops of Pigeon Let's Forge. Let's have a meet in Pigeon first.
4: Forge. It looks I'm fantastic. Yeah. yeah, how far it away has from a, is it? Has that? A, yeah. t- it has a I Titanic. Up, close to you Titanic. Yeah. On a on a on an iceberg, and there's water, yes. and there's a magic quest. Right. for the people yeah. out there that know what a magic quest is. It there's looks so the, cool. Fields and McCoy live show. Okay, yes, okay. the Go King on. Kong. They have a, mm-hmm. a,
3: a replica of King Kong on a building that looked so cool. Brilliant. But this this is out here. This is where she said she made a friend. Where did that guy work? Um, Chipotle. Dustin, yeah, Dustin. Oh, this Chipotle. Is this is was Dustin. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Dustin yeah. from Chipotle. How do you feel Chipotle. about Chipotle?
0: I mean, aside from the E. coli, it's fine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. The
3: outbreak. If you can overlook that. Yeah. yeah. You what what look was bad, she eating at okay.
2: Chipotle?
0: What was the? Uh, yeah. What's the vegan options at Chipotle? Was she eating the chips? The so fr- so fr- so Fritos. The yeah. Fritos.
3: That's what mm. they say. It. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, the bur- so oh, yeah. yeah. The burrito. Oh, yeah. The burrito bowl. When you are clearly more. <laughs> attempted that Chappelle. yes so. yeah uh, so, yes. <laughs> yes. so so yeah and so she so they 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 have the friend there again like sarah said i don't know why no for no, no reason, reason. <laughs> but this is where they're undone because spoiler alert while they're on the run they've been on the run for almost a year now at least 10 months and the employees of course the employees have walked out they're doing a demonstration now they're not being paid at all but the police don't care it's not until it's not until the investors tra- uh, contact the police, and the police are like, "Oh, I guess we can put a warrant out in the re- on the arrest because they're not paying back the ev- investors." So when they put that warrant out, that's that leads to the dominoes. Uh, like, well, the. I didn't mean to, for her to come out like that. But,
4: Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: but it leads to the, the, the two policemen in uh, Pigeon Forge finding out that like, oh, a, a credit card had pinged here. And then they're like, oh, it pinged at the Domino's. So then they go to the Domino's. <sighs> the the domino's five was like, yeah.
4: For five hours, <laughs> we've got to go step by step through everything that happened. And we knocked on the door and then mm-hmm. the dog barked and then yes. she put her head out. And then I saw it was her. And then we yes. put her in the car and then I had two handcuffs. I mean, guys, guys, come on. Come on, Chris Smith, get a move on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they're captured at Pigeon Forge. Uh, they they both spend like about a week and a half in Tennessee while they're being extradited to New York. Then, of course, she makes bail easy, but he sits in in prison for like a year. Uh, they bring embezzlement cases against them. She she did go to prison. Was it? Wasn't, it wasn't just the. It uh, wasn't it was just five months. Five months. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, five okay, years
4: yeah. probation so he got he got times though so they're both found guilty he got time served and uh probation and a uh, five mm-hmm. years probation and she had to go to uh jail uh, where she had a nice yeah. time with her friends there uh for five months sorry i'm not it's i'm nothing. not being, i'm, I'm not making nothing. light uh five months for her with five she years she spent uh, probation. longer in that yeah. vegas
0: hotel room
4: Mm. Exactly that, drive that.
0: From Vegas to New York was longer <laughs> was than,
1: longer that, than that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Come,
3: come yeah. to find out, when they tallied it all together, they basically defrauded people out of what six million dollars, Sarah? What was yeah. the
4: six, six point something? But basically six million dollars. <sighs> mm-hmm. Just hey. all that money just flying around. Yeah. But you For know, no as Anthony Strangers would say, it's nothing. It doesn't matter. It's not yeah. real. It doesn't matter. It's not real. It's yeah. fine yeah like, it, it, is, is that
0: a better lie than my enemies are after me or is, is like which one is better my it's my enemies or it doesn't matter we're just going to live another lifetime what's wrong with you mm-hmm.
3: clearly well, that one because that one got yeah. the most money, <laughs> the most money. <laughs> there's, sh- there's shame
4: there you're only you're so worried about money you're so attached yep. to money why are you worried about the money it doesn't matter you'll get it all back send me a hundred thousand
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's that that's a scam that only works on rich people because you start to tell me like why are you worried about money i'm like, i haven't already walked out the door like what are you talking about i am broke. <laughs> I ain't got none this woman's like yeah you're right i could just go ask my friend for another two million dollars like it'll be fine i could just ask my friend for sixty thousand dollars it'll be okay
1: right like, yeah
2: you you were talking to the right person because you can't sell me that dream <laughs> I felt like it was really missing at the end like what is going on with this guy now where where is he? I, I mean, I feel like that we got much more of a follow up on the Tinder swindler uh, in terms of yeah. what he's doing and he's still he's still out there um we have no idea what uh, I mean unless that uh Sarah knows yeah. from the side googs.
4: Well, the side Googs are a little uh, brief on him because, of course, he is not the interesting one to everybody. Everybody wants to look at the TBH oh, uh, and 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 relish in her humiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were divorced in twenty eighteen. She says she hasn't seen him since Tennessee, since they were transported to the plane uh, in Tennessee. But we do get um, phone calls, a bizarre we call it phone calls between call. them. Mm-hmm. I mean they sound like co-conspirators
1: and she knew she was being
4: recorded. Like not in anything that they say, but right at the end, there's a phone call between them and the tone of it is very bantering. She's sort of, oh, don't say that. And it's all very strange. Uh, She's living in Harlem and she is working as an executive assistant. Uh, If someone would invest, she would open Pure Food and Wine again in the same spot. So, again, there's that magical thinking that it has to be that place again. Uh, And the fee for participating in this Netflix show uh, passed her entirely. It went from Netflix to her attorney, and her attorney paid off all the employees. So all the employees have been uh, paid off. If you're an employee who hasn't been paid off, they they can't find you. They have the money in escrow for you. So uh, any employees of um, uh, Pure Food and Wine who are still owed money, uh, get in touch. They have. I have
0: your money. Oh, I yeah. did do a little a little side hustling there for a while. Back in my day, yeah. yeah. the floor. Too. I remember you that. Think, Rob, yeah. You remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? let me yeah. think of a phone calls, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I uh, my witness yeah. and, David, yeah, well, was, well, was, and and
2: yeah, you had said that like uh, that. You know, Anthony Sturgis was like, "Hey, Chappelle, this is off the books."
0: Right, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like in another you lifetime, know, like you know, it'll I'm be good fine. for
2: it. But let's just right. you know, let's say uh, you know, uh, two hundred an hour.
0: Right, Exactly and I was like just to sweep the floor That's amazing but also <laughs> I believe you I, I really believe you um, So yeah uh, hit me up Netflix I'm ready give me my <laughs> money I want it now
3: So yeah. that's it for the property Any um, final thoughts on yes. Bad Vegan yes. well, I-,
2: I felt like that the show Really did a, a Bad job of The follow up on What happened to Leon the dog is the dog
0: immortal or not damn it mm-hmm. like what th- that's why i came here see see i was led astray i saw and not a stray dog i saw <laughs> the 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 <laughs> summary and it said the woman was told that her dog would be made immortal and then she became uh-huh. scammed by some man that she married yes. she married the man for the immortal dog that i was have like not found out day. if this dog is around is the dog dead who has custody of this alive dog. I Is think the dog she just does, through the cosmos? Right? right? Is
1: the dog still well,
0: alive? Where was the dog alive? when she was
4: in jail? She went uh, to jail for... Her father had it. Her yeah. daddy John. We do hear from daddy John all the way through. Um, he seems like a very interesting man. He's holding back his opinions. I would like to get uh, Latvian John, uh, over a uh, bottle of Slivovitz and would see, uh, probably get some opinions out of him, but he was being very, a uh, gentleman and very restrained. Yeah, the dog, uh, she is monitoring its, uh, in his intake. Uh, she blogs about, uh, the dog's, uh, intake because the dog has digestive issues.
2: Mm. Okay. What's still, be the- pretty
4: still old still by on- now. Uh, uh, well, it's a couple of lifetimes. Well, yeah, it, it was a it was a stray dog because she was looking for, for dogs for Alec Baldwin, as we know, and mm-hmm. she must have Leon, and Leon came into her life. So Leon's about twelve, uh, is a Staffy. So twelve's quite a, quite an age. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if the digestive issues are Munchausen's by proxy, but that's a whole other thing. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Ooh, the, call yeah. her out.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean it might be. Um, Yeah, isn't that the craziest pickup, like, the craziest way to curve somebody? They're like, hey, I want to get to know you. Like, or, or (laughs) get a dog. Here's a dog. Here's Mm -hmm. a dog. Have -hmm. you tried? Like, Alec Baldwin is shooting his shot. Like, man, I'm Uh, just lonely and I'm looking for the perfect one. Mm. Oh, my gosh. My (laughs) bad. Woo! Too soon. Alec Baldwin... Was trying to holler at that lady, and yes. she kept sending him emails <laughs> about dogs. It was mm-hmm. like that is so cold. Uh, if I it's not, uh, what? could, you imagine being like, "Hey, ma'am, I just want to get to know you. I'm, I'm lonely. I just feel like we could be good together." And she's like, "No, nah, here's a pit bull, though." Mm-hmm. Peace. Uh. Like, ah, uh. had she not curved Alec Baldwin, her life would probably be a little bit better. Just saying, yeah, just saying. Could to went there. She has it's other good. problems right now, probably, but. Mm-hmm. This documentary wouldn't be made about her. I mm-hmm. just say
3: that. Yeah. yeah. That's where she I, went wrong. I completely agree. <laughs> so uh let's get into our recommendation of portion of, of our podcast. Here on Crime Scene, we like to uh give reviews and we like to get give reviews between one and five magnifying glasses. How would you rate this property, this true crime property, and would you recommend it to others? So Gonna
0: have Rob go first. oh so, I have a question about the grading scale before yes. Rob goes. Like, this is our first like crime scene deep dive. Yes. So I want to know if we're gonna do one to five. Yeah. Is five <laughs> the tender Swindler or is a five Tiger King? Like, what what are we looking at? Because
2: mm. I, I
4: probably have strong opinions yeah, about this the is like magnifying the stock watch Yeah, it's right. a
2: it's a yeah.
4: it's a it's a rating, not a ranking. Mm, exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, it's your own
3: personal opinion of the show you watched. Are they magnifying glasses?
2: Right. Sure. sure. For you. Fancy sure. Fencerton, yeah. Rob. Yeah. Pick, pick yeah. a number. So uh I wasn't as down on it, but I am not the connoisseur of uh these uh true crime series uh as uh, uh Mari and Sarah are. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll give it three. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It held it held my in- my attention. Um, you know, uh, it was uh, enjoyable. The Time went by quick while it was on, so I, I wasn't mad at it.
1: Yeah.
3: Chappelle, how about you? I will
2: give it two because I feel like true crime either
0: has to be completely like blow your mind and like, uh, like incredible where you don't even believe it or somebody right. needs to be murdered. And there was no murder here, so I'm going to have to dock <laughs> it just a funny. bit. Because you know that's why people come to true crime. People come to hear yeah. the murder you know so very true. for me it's a two
3: yeah and honestly i mean i'm surprised he didn't get to that point because he almost got to the point where he sucked her dry and she was about to become useless to him um but yeah so sarah how about you uh what would you give this ranking
4: well i like to start uh, sort of mentally with any property giving them five and then they mm-hmm. lose magnifying glasses oh. as they oh, nice. commit sins uh, it's not exactly a one for one, but I think the lack of any outside eye. I, I was even thinking of you know get a couple of the Nexium uh, cult ex-cult uh. members, the ex-Nexium cult members, just to talk about their experience, not even to comment on on Sama, but just say this is how we got caught up in the Nexium cult. Just to illuminate, there was no illumination, there was no meat, there was no there, there was no fireworks factory. So I think that it's very watchable. Uh, I would put it on and potter around doing other things. you probably have a better time. You're not okay. going to actually miss any of the plot because there's there's a t- tiny you know there's a five pounds human. The plot in a ten bag human yeah, yeah. Uh, so i I am going to give this a solid two magnifying glasses. What about you, Murray? okay
3: um, yeah, I'm wavering between two and three as well. I don't think I don't think it's anywhere higher than a three. Oh, oh, but I'll I'll give it a 3 because I think if I'm not analyzing it too deeply, it it's it's fine. Um but I there are a lot of questionable decisions in the making of the property. That was just really like I don't the length was too long. The the storyline how the storyline unfolded was not cohesive enough. Uh, let me give it a two. I'm gonna go back down to a two because, because <laughs> yeah, the sto- the storyline wasn't cohesive enough. It wasn't until I went back and watched the first episode that I even saw like they had some dates, but not all. And it, and even if it was, it was like 2011. It was like really small, somewhere like 2015. You know, it wasn't really like present. And it, and um, it could have been done way better. I feel like, and I think it suffered from way too many. Too many episodes, so yeah, I'm gonna give it two uh, magnifying glasses, and then I'm going to give a recommendation. Like it, uh, we like to do recommendations that if you like this property or if you want something similar to this property, um, this is what we suggest. And my suggestion would be uh, the crimes that changed the world and ID. That's an ID like quick bite. Um, Patty Hearst, the crimes that changed the world. If you want to go a little bit more in depth with the whole Stockholm syndrome, the co- co- coercion, the the pretty rich er heiress being um brainwashed into doing something and then the trial that follows like was it her fault like i think that one does a way better job of examining all of the different things to consider when you have a crime of of this type um sarah do you have any recommendation?
4: Yeah, I do. I mean, as I said before, uh, you can read Alan Salkin's Vanity Fair article. It was um, published in December 2016, and he just did a, uh, an update on Thursday because of, because of uh, the Netflix. Um, but I would recommend a book called See What You Made Me Do by Jess Hill. It's uh, mm. It's not an easy read, but it's very illuminating. I think you have to put it down and go for walks occasionally. But she mm. also did a podcast called The Trap, so, if you're interested in a, a good look at coercive control and intimate partner crime, uh, it is one for you. It's again, it's tough, but it's not it's not bleak and awful. It's it, it makes you think about behaviours that you've seen, perhaps behaviours you've be you've experienced uh, to a greater or lesser extent. So, uh, those are my two recommendations there.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, we we didn't
4: prepare you guys for that, so sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I was <laughs> just taking notes. Cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put all of those in the show notes. Uh, yeah. But next next time on Crime Scene, uh, we have True coming Crime up on Maven Tuesday coming up on Tuesday. Your True Crime Tuesday, um, <laughs> um, Sarah D. Bunting, uh, one of the originators of Television Without Pity, without which none of us are here. Uh, and she currently has a true crime newsletter called Best Evidence and a true crime bookshop called Exhibit B Books. Uh, She'll be talking to us about uh, a very old Robert Stack-hosted episode of Unsolved Mysteries. It's a strange episode. Uh, There are reasons why she picked it, which uh, will be revealed in the podcast, not revealed here. Um, (laughs) Now, it's Season 2, Episode 16, or... Episode 21, it depends on your streaming service, it's the Mm -hmm. Georgia Rudolph, Steve Sandlin, John Thumper Brown uh, episodes. We watched it on Amazon. Uh, And also, if you listen, uh, Sarah has a a special discount for Rob Hazard Podcast listeners at her bookshop, her Brooklyn bookshop, exhibit B books.
3: Yes, and at Crime Scene we are eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Crime Scene RHAP—that's S E um, E N—or email us at Crime Scene RHAP at gmail dot com. And then you can also subscribe, like Rob said, go to uh, website dot com slash crime feed to subscribe to us on all of your platforms. And you know, leave, rate, re- review, and um, subscribe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. By the way, I just want to tell you, uh, Chappelle had mentioned to me earlier about uh, that he has a interesting idea about how that he can make your podcast be immortal. Um, Okay. You may want to just uh, hit him up. I'm
3: listening. I'm listening.
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Does it cost any
3: money? We, we can talk about hold on, hold on, man. We ain't got to worry about that money, We no, <laughs> ain't no issue.
0: Listen, listen, yeah. listen. We just, just know I'm not the best vegan. I do eat animal crackers every now and then, so just <laughs> know that going into it. Uh, so we, hit me up. We don't have to talk about money yet. It might not even come
3: up, but if it does, it don't matter. Don't worry about, how about it. How about you guys? What's what's coming up on nothing but Netflix? Have y'all decided yet?
0: yeah
2: Rob we gotta talk we have we have to talk yeah I think we have I think we have uh something big in the works, but I think Ooh. we're just gonna uh just lock in those plans before we uh, talk about what's coming up what next week on nothing but Netflix.
0: I think I think we're good for this coming week uh, this this upcoming week Rob but I do think we we, we're working on some big stuff coming up and so yeah please send us your suggestions still nothing but RHAP is the Twitter account we love to have those suggestions um and let us know if you you know see something that pops up if it's true crime we might shoot it over to Mari and Sarah Uh, but if it's something if it's something in our wheelhouse you think Rob and I would like I think um just go ahead and let us know. And uh, of course, review the podcast five stars only. That's all we're accepting these days. You know, mm-hmm. we tried to leave a one star review, but it didn't work. So just keep leaving five star reviews. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and just tell us how much you're enjoying it and what else you want to hear us talk about.
4: Have you, have you looked at Byron Bay's yet? I think uh, Kirsten should come on and talk about Byron Bay's hot dummies on the coast of my beautiful state of New South Wales. Mm-hmm. We, we got a couple of suggestions for Byron Bay's. You're mm-hmm. not the first so one. Yeah. really. So hot,
2: so dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, hot! So hot. hot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is this is it, I guess. Uh, I forgot I didn't do my rest of my plugs. Uh, you can always find me on the Wrestling rehab up every week with me and Matt Scott, and you can follow me me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much to like the
4: number two.
3: Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sarah, you got any more plugs?
4: Yes, you can follow me at Sarah Carradine on Twitter and over on Post Show Recaps. I'm covering Bridgerton episode by episode where season two is about to drop, so it's very exciting. We've uh, finished recording season one. Uh, You can hear those uh, one by one, twice a week, and also the extraordinary Taika Waititi Rees Darby uh, HBO show called Our Flag Means Death with uh, Brooklyn's Dead and Grace Leader, which has... Like an onion, many layers.
2: (laughs) Like a parfait. parfait. Yeah, I like delicious, delicious. I had one. Your food and wine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good, so good. What's what's up, Rob? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm just covering uh, Survivor and reality TV, (laughs) Beyond the Edge, and more over at Rob's website. Yes.
0: Millie yeah. gang shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the, the Millie gang you re- reunited here beyond the edge. Yes, again not, another show. Another show I will not be watching, <laughs> but I would love to check out the podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Same. yes, and uh, I am busy, of course, as y'all know, uh, doing a lot of uh, uh, podcasting over on post show recaps. Puya and I are still talking about Bel I'm talking about The Walking Dead with Jessica Lisa, AJ Mass, and Josh Wiggler, and Mari and I huh? are talking what? What? about. Yeah, Atlanta. You know, <laughs> Atlanta. The new season of Atlanta is dropping this week, and Mari and I have done two previews to get everybody ready, and now we're ready to jump into season three of Atlanta. Uh, so check that out, and then um, yeah, I think that's all I have going on. I probably forgot something, but you know, charge to my head, not my
2: heart. Yeah. That's about it, Rob. Okay. Uh, well, this was so much fun. Yes, time of my life. Yeah. Thank
3: <laughs> you, thank you for having us on to discuss more true crime and to uh, be silly with you guys
2: yeah right, well uh this was so much fun to go through everything from bad vegan can't wait to see what's coming up on crime scene and of course uh make sure you're subscribed and ready for tuesday at rob his slash crime feed take care everybody have a good one bye